We're going to try this again. Eric's internet is having issues, so we do apologize to everybody. Um, I'm calling an audible here, though. Good thing that we have a lot of people in our arsenal to call up in moments like this when Eric's internet does not want to work for him. Um, so with that being said, uh, we're going to have Jacob Saliga, the famous Jacob Saliga, joining us and just or joining me, I should say, in just one moment. Hopefully, Eric can be here pretty soon. Um, Eric just came back. Let's give it a shot. Eric, how we how we how we looking? Are we good? I don't know what it is, but every, about once a month, I have I seem to have these internet problems when we do the yeah. show. Um, it's interesting. Um, yeah, we we I, are I, still we're gonna have Jacob still join us just in case. Cool. Just yeah. FYI, that's um, good. So maybe we can actually have a conversation, or you can have a conversation with somebody yeah. that way. Yeah, instead of me, yeah, I didn't sign up to do a show by myself. Yeah. So, um, in the meantime, while we're waiting for Jacob, and we can let him join in on this topic as well, let's talk about the NBA All Star Game. Uh, I want to first go to and hello, Jacob. Thank you for being available for me because Eric is might might leave me again. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, it, it was actually really quick backstory like that just happened. I literally called Jacob and all he says is yo. And then I look at my Twitter messages and Jacob's like, you need to call an audible. And I was like, wait, does that mean you're yeah. home? And he's like, yep, I'm home. Let's do it. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Just saving my life. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how you guys feel. We'll, we'll start with here and then Jacob will get into basketball talk. And obviously you're going to join us for that at this point. So NBA all-star game, the and, and not just the game, but the whole weekend. I didn't watch the Friday night stuff. I'll be honest. Saturday night. Stop. I absolutely love, I love the Saturday night stuff because obviously three point skills challenge is okay to me. Skills challenge. Three sucks. point. Yeah. Three point and dunk contests are my favorite by far. And then the all-star game on Sunday, I'm interested to see how, see how we feel about that. But first, one of you two, doesn't matter who first, how do you feel about just the entire all-star weekend? And I guess, what are your favorite events? Want me to take this one, Eric? Yeah, you can start because I've got some maybe controversial opinions. <laughs> okay. uh, well, for me, I, uh, I really do like all-star week. I'm a big basketball person. So all-star weekends always kind of, is just always fun. All-Star Saturday night growing up has always just been that, like, oh, you're hyped for the dunk contest. Even though up until this past Saturday night, the past few years of the dunk contest have been absolutely boring. Um, Three-point contest has always been consistently fun. Um, Skills challenge, I mean, it's just gone downhill. I I wish they would go back to the days where it would be, like, a current player, a legend, and a WNBA player, and they would do the – uh, what was it? They would do the sort of the game where it's like, oh, you have to shoot the half court shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was, that was that actually was, fun. Yeah, yeah, that was. I wish I wish you would see more things like uh, I think it was 2016 when like Kevin Hart beat Draymond in a three point contest, like things <laughs> like right. that. But oh, I'm a fan of All Star Weekend. I feel like we know where Eric is going with this though. I do like All Star Weekend. Um, I actually do. I think that. We've been hearing that somebody saved the dunk contest for the last 10 years. Um, well, remember when John Aaron Gordon did save it? Was remember that- when John Wall saved the dunk contest many, many, many years ago? Um, and then it sucked for a few years, and then someone else saved it, and then it sucked for a good few point. years again, and then Mac McClung saved it. That's so we'll see who needs to save it in 2027. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I when just- it- 
Here's my when thing. it inevitably stinks for a few years. Dwight Howard saved the dunk contest when he did a couple of crappy dunks but put on a Superman cape. Here, here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why don't big name players want to do it? Like, why wouldn't John Morant want to do it? Like, he's already like the stuff that he does in games are better than half the dunks we saw on Saturday. Yes. Yeah. So like, I don't why, have a good why, reason for you. Like LeBron James has never done it. I think. Um, yeah, I think they're like, just afraid of looking bad, like they may mess up, and then they. What? No, no, no. Hang on. The thing, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from because that's possible. But the thing that they have to think about is, do you understand how many people would absolutely love to see Braun or Ja or I don't know. Um, who else, who else is a high fly Joel Embiid in the slam dunk? Like how, how awesome would that be if like those three just alone were in it or throw in, I don't but know. What about like, Obi Toppin? Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Yeah. Oh, I was not being serious. Cause he stinks, but he was a good dunker though. He's a great dunker though. Like, yeah. He's yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Team. There are these great dunkers who stink. Well, yeah. Max McClung isn't even in the NBA. He's in the G league. Hey, no, yeah. he, he got a 10 day contract. Yeah, well, yeah, technically because, in the league for yeah, he got a 10 day contract so they could give him the Philadelphia 76ers jersey. They didn't want yes. him going out there in like the Riverside Pony. No, I, I like the dunk contest and I agree with you. The big names should do it. I think that would be fun. Yeah. But you know what the big names did that sucked? I know where you're going with this. Oh, that draft last night. It Not was so defense. boring. It was so immensely boring. Not playing any like, defense. The the game itself was crappy. Um but until the draft, they started until they started chucking up half court shots. That was fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. I mean it, it made it, it it was better than them getting it was better layups. than it was before. Yes. But that draft, Ernie Johnson chuckling with LeBron and Giannis on jokes that were clearly not funny. And just because it's them, he goes, <laughs> and they laugh at each other. Hey and I, in the I, background, look. there's all these these NBA stars who are bored out of their minds. Like, can you just pick the teams and let us play the game? Listen, like, if I the will players not... that are involved themselves are bored, then why should we on TV be interested? Eric, I will not accept any Ernie slander. I love Ernie. I think he's one of the best broadcasters, period. But the production of that show stunk. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the it was just was, so boring. What was the draft? Was it last year when they had the drama between Kevin Durant and uh, James Harden, and it was James <laughs> Harden and one other yeah. player who was left, and Kevin was like, "Oh, you know, just really, really need some size." And this one guy was size, and so he took him, and LeBron was just dying. Like yeah. on the other side, like in, in yeah, see, that was whatever. kind of funny, but also there was like the whole first five minutes, like the they clearly some PA didn't have the audio correct, so you could hear the guys in the studio talking over Damn. the draft. That was that was so funny because you get Shaq and Charles like actually going at They're just it, talking not- like normal people, yeah. And yeah, I, just, I didn't actually see. I'll admit, I didn't actually actually see the. So draft. Ernie is like announcing stuff, and then over, you can't hear him because Charles and Kenny and Shaq are just like having a conversation in the background, and somebody forgot to turn off the the like the whatever sound it is from the studio, 
So you hear like two different conversations going on and it was terrible. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I think on the, it had to be the Friday night stuff. I think I watched like the very end of it when they were actually, when, yeah, when it was over. Um, and I think who was, it was Lisa Leslie, right? She was one of them. Doing yeah. It. On so, the dunk contest on Saturday. Yeah. I think who was it on Friday? Was it her? Candace or? Parker. It was Candace. Okay. Yeah. So Candace Parker's one of the broadcasters, I think it was a new guy. Um, he said something like, I can't even read my phone's notes or whatever. And Candace literally goes, wow, you two really are the same with technology, but they weren't yeah. supposed to be talking. It was like during a promo. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing that happened oh. with this. Yeah. And also the fact that Carl Malone was so heavily involved in any of this. What a cool guy Carl Malone is. He's just a, you know, a real pillar of what we should aspire to with our athletes. There's just nobody that uh, exemplifies what you want from your athletic stars more than that man. Um, just really, really awesome guy. And I'm glad he was such a big factor. Um, it's really cool that the two best Utah jazz players ever are a crazy conspiracy theorist and a child rapist, allegedly. <laughs> Golly. So there's that. But everyone was like, oh, yeah, Carl Malone. Let's do the mailman dunk. I bet he'd like that. Stupid. Jacob, I'm going to say your joke. It's our. Oh. <laughs> Ralph is going to love this, too. <laughs> uh, what, Eric, what's Carl Malone's favorite number? 12? 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. For those of you uh, who don't know, look up Carl Malone and like skip past the ESPN stats or whatever. Just Google his name and you'll find some really cool, interesting stuff. Um, that uh, cool meaning the way I call things cool that are clearly not cool. <laughs> um, yeah, really, really, really yeah. inspirational guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be anywhere near anything, and yet he was super prominently placed there, and they showed him as much as they could on the camera. And Well, where was John Stockton? Probably in a hut somewhere with a tinfoil hat on. No, he they, he was there, but the NBA like did not show him in the building at all, but like he was actually there. And he yeah. was with Carl like during like Sunday night and all that and everything, so... You know, you got dead duo. I'm like, but like, if you're the NBA, yeah, like, you're with, if you're, if you're the NBA, you, you, Darren Williams was there. Darren Williams was like one of the first NBA players I remember yeah. like growing up. Watching. I love Darren Williams. You, you could get Carl's Boozer, uh, Carl's Boozer, Carlos Boozer, um, Andre Karolinko. Like they, they had guys yeah. who played for the Jazz. They, they, they willingly chose Carl. Get, get Jeff Hornacek. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, yeah. yeah, that that, and the only I feel like the only reason why they wanted to get him involved as much as they were was because they like made the announcement before <laughs> Greg Ostertag. What a what a throwback! But the only reason why they want to have Carl Malone involved was uh, since LeBron broke the record before All Star break, they wanted the top three scorers of all time all on stage to honor LeBron and all that and everything, and. Sadly, Carl Malone is one of those top three players. He was sport. an incredible basketball player. 
He's yeah. a pick and roll merchant. He's a John Stockton merchant. He's one of the most overrated players of all time. Fine, we can. That's that discussion is beside the point. Um, Terrible person, overrated player. Other than that, he's really cool. He he owns he owns a lot of car dealerships. Good. Maybe they could have gotten Rafe LaFrance to show up. <laughs> I was just thinking of what would be a funny name to say. And Rafe LaFrance is pretty good. Should we get to high school basketball before I say something I'm going to regret? No, I think we should keep going just because that'll make fun. I don't have content. anything more. I just was going to pile on. Um, but the the draft started. I took a shower. I went to the grocery store. Bought some food, came back, and the draft had just ended. It took that long. Yeah, they did not need to make it uh, an hour long. Yeah, they yeah. did not. They they did the most with that. Like I love the idea of it. Like I've always wanted it to be like live and just you yeah, know, you get to playground style. They could have made that literally. A twenty-minute thing with one commercial break in between. Yes, like, that's. Yeah. I agree with you. They put them all up and they pick very quickly. You know, you take ten seconds in between instead of a minute and a half. Of, you know, I think I'm gonna go with smoke bombs come out. Everybody <laughs> cheers. The person like turns around in their their floating um, pad that they're on. And everything it was silly. Okay, all for all for the great greater good. Oh man, for all a right. game that nobody tried in. All right, well, uh, really quick, let's run through some of the soccer stuff. Uh, Jacob, I know you, you're interested in soccer too, so if you want to <laughs> chime in on anything, obviously just let me know. First things first, girls 3A conference. Benjamin Franklin did beat Gilbert Christian for the title, so congratulations to the Chargers, who, by the way. Wore very cool navy blue and powder blue uniforms. Great. Um, 4A state championship. We've got the semifinal matchup matchups between uh, Eric's Neck of the Woods and Flagstaff versus Walden Grove at Glendale High School, and Lee Williams facing South Point Catholic, also at Glendale High School. That's being played. What's today? Monday, Wednesday. Uh, 5A. Just kind of moving on along here. Um. Uh, Wednesday at 6.30 at Coronado, Castile versus Notre Dame Prep, and Catalina Foothills versus Chaparral at 4.30 at, at Coronado. 6A, uh, Hamilton versus Xavier and Highland versus Perry for the girls' semifinal games, both being played at Mountain Point High School. Brand new turf field. Not a surprise that Mountain Point's getting some love with uh, some tournaments and everything like that now. <clears throat> Uh, boys, Phoenix Country Day took the 3A uh, crown over Northwest Christian. Uh, looking at the 4A, by the way, I have a second monitor right here. That's why I'm looking over here, um, in case you two are wondering. Arizona College Prep versus South Point Catholic. That's being played uh, tomorrow, so Tuesday, at 4.30 at Mountain View, Marana. And at Coronado High School tomorrow at 4.30 is Barry Goldwater and Saguaro. 5A. Uh, Kofa versus Ironwood, Castile versus Horizon, both games. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Kofa Ironwood's at Mountain Ridge, and Castile Horizon's at Coronado. So Coronado, another hotspot for playoff games. Those games are tomorrow. Uh, Perry-Tucson in the first 6A final, 
and Brophy Prep San Luis in the second one. Now, here's my question. Because Perry plays Tucson. Tucson's a higher seed. That game is Tuesday at Miranda Mountain View. Brophy is a three seed. San Luis is the two seed. But the game is being played at Buckeye. Yeah. San Luis is in Yuma. That's like south of south of Yuma. So like, yeah. So like, why that? I feel like that favors Brophy. Still a long drive for them too. Yeah, but it's a easier drive than from Yuma. We're talking about 45 minutes to three hours. Yeah. The thing is that most 6A games that San Luis is playing are going to take a long drive anyway. Like that doesn't excuse it being sick three hours, but you know, there's a couple of the Tucson teams, but you know, anytime they're playing a, a Phoenix Metro area school, a Valley school, anything like that, it's going to be a long drive for them anyway. So I wouldn't guess but, that it's too big. Of is a deal. But, 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 but what I'm saying is they're supposed to have the neutral advantage. Mm. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I guess where else would you put it? Like Tucson, maybe you have a Catholic <laughs> to neutral. Technically, yeah. I think I, I mean, think the I think the best thing they probably did was just put it as far west in the valley that they could possibly make it. That was still a big enough school. I yeah. think Yunker would be the only other like big school on that yeah. side. Yeah. After that, I mean, just not a big enough place for a six A soccer game. After that, I guess it would also depend on turf field. That does probably play a big role in it. I wonder. Yuma Catholic probably doesn't have turf, huh? I don't I think could so. not tell you. I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> Maybe that's why then. Okay. The thing okay. is that turf is great, but soccer is not meant to be played on turf. I know that's what they play the the championships yeah. here in, but that's – I mean, the game of soccer, if you played a FIFA World Cup game or like a Champions League game or anything like that in turf, people would be outraged. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they worry about rain. Yeah, of course. I know why you know they I mean? do it. <laughs> yeah. And keeping up a grass field here is incredibly difficult yeah. um, all year long. Best best example of that was that uh, the 5A title games last year for soccer. Oh. You, all, you, me, Richard, we were all there. And uh, you know, that, that wind and that rain, that was – Great was games. Oh. Great play from both teams, on from all four teams on the field. Yeah. But – brutal conditions oh yeah um girls basketball two-way semifinals this game is being played the 24th is friday right 24th yes sedona red rock and phoenix country day in one semifinal that is at at a veterans memorial coliseum uh, P- uh pima and san carlos is the other game uh, so it's a 9 a.m. for the 3-2 matchup between Pima San Carlos and 12 p.m. for Sedona Red Rock and Phoenix Country Day. That Sedona um, Red Rock team has been really, really good in girls basketball the last few years. They've been yeah. you know, close to winning titles the last two or three years in a row. Um, now they get a yeah. chance to do it again. Pop I think quiz. That if, if Pima oh, wins it, that's three in a row, I think, for Pima. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been um, them and uh, – them in uh, Sedona right near the finish yeah. every year. Pop quiz, Sedona Red Rock, what are their colors? Purple and ooh, purple and gold? I don't know. Purple, purple and white. And white. 
I'll give you. I'll give, it's purple another one of those it. stupid ones that has a color in its name and doesn't use that color. They are. There's, they're the scorpions, right? Yeah, scorpions. Same with um, Blue Ridge. How are you not something blue if your name is Blue Ridge? Stupid. Jeremy Hathcock on a line. Um, yeah, he doesn't. I know. I'm guessing he doesn't um, control the colors. No. Or when not. Red Mountain wears jerseys that don't have red in them. That's rare, though. Red Mountain is all rare. Red. Yeah. They actually know the whole jerseys. Yeah. I think. I think they used to have a black one, though, that was just black and white. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. The, the um, point is that if you have a color in your name, that should at least be one of the colors in your scheme. And I'll die okay. on that hill. Okay. That's that's fair. I can't I can't argue. Yeah, I, I can't argue with it either, honestly. Uh 3A. Uh once again, teams that are very familiar with being in this situation. Uh Alchise versus Window Rock in the two doesn't have times. It says 12 a.m. Don't think they're playing at midnight. Um and then the other game is Chinley and Sholo. Get this. One, two, three, and four, all out of the three A tournament in girls. Wow. And all I see is, man, that all both both of these games are going to have so many fans there. Oh, yeah. Between Alchise, Window Rock, Chinley. I know Sholo will show up. Like, Well, the, the thing is, you mentioned the seeds, and we'll get to it when we start talking about the Open. But, you know, we've got Perry as the number one seed in boys. But aren't the other three Final Four teams all double-digit seeds? Besides, I guess two of them. Yep. Not all three, no, 10, three 11, and 13. Yeah, all three besides Perry yeah. are double-digit seeds. So yeah, turns out seeds don't matter as much as, as people well, make them out to be. And, like, people can't be – and I know, Jacob, you, you said the same thing. Like, you know, the argument of the AIA ranking system and if it's good or not. But, like, in all honesty, I think basketball, like, it's the one sport that, like, yeah, seeds don't matter because, like, one team just simply could miss shots and that's the difference in the game. Or yeah. one team could just be really hot, and that's the difference in the game. Like, basketball is such a – there's no guarantees in basketball. Yeah. Unless you're Perry and you have Cody Williams and Coa Pete. Then there's some guarantees there. But yeah, that's about yeah. it. But even they've lost a game this year. Like, it, And yeah, it was a game like, where Pinnacle literally shot the lights yeah. out. That's the thing they is they, any team can get hot. But they had a – here's the thing with that loss. 40 points from Bryce Ford, and they only won by two. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it takes a crazy out of that game, too. Yeah, like, that's insane. So, um, looking at 4A girls really quick, uh, in the quarterfinal round, so this will be played Tuesday. So, Saguaro Mesquite, Saguaro Pueblo, Flowing Wells, Deer Valley, um, Post and Butte, and Flagstaff. So, Eric, I imagine you're going to be at the game tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be at Flag High. It's the second year in a row that Post and Butte and Flagstaff end up playing each other um, in the playoffs. Post and Butte's coach, Savannah Bix, is a Flag High graduate. Um, oh, that's right. She actually played for Coach Ty Johnson, who's been there for several decades now. Um, yeah. And so it's a it's a matchup for her to go against her former team. And now she's the all-time winner at um, Post and Butte for, for wow. girls basketball. So it's that's kind awesome. of a cool matchup there. Yeah, that is really cool. 5A. Kellis versus Canyon View. I know Jacob, you're you're very fond of what Kellis has been able to do on the girl side of things this year. And obviously Canyon View has had a great season too. Very young team too. Catalina Foothills, Campo Verde, and the other matchup, Mountain Point, the eleven seed. 
Get into the quarterfinals, they face number three, Sunrise Mountain, and Nogales facing Betty H. Fairfax. I'll start with Mountain Point really quick because I talked to Ashley Ledford, the head coach for the Pride, first-year head coach, well, year-and-a-half head coach. Um, She came in kind of towards the tail end of last season. It was kind of a weird situation there. Expecting a baby. Husband is the assistant coach. Both of them went to Mountain Point. They're alums. Neither of them won a playoff game when they were at Mountain Point but they coached the mountain point girls to a playoff victory. Pretty cool story. Yeah. And as the 11 seed with their top player being a junior coming back next year. So that mountain point team might be pretty good for a couple years now. Um, but sunrise mountain Jacob, as you know, very well, it's a good team. It's a yeah. really good team. Jen told the coach there is one of the underrated coaches in the area. She's really, really good. And the girls love her there. Um, yeah. From when I used to cover West Valley, I mean, I just remember uh, some of these girls were still there. They had a really young team for a few years that's been kind of building up, and now they're, yeah, they're, they're really, really solid. Yeah, that senior class they got to play for a state championship as freshmen, and mm-hmm. they lost. And uh, obviously, they've been consistent as a team who can make a run in the postseason. Last season, they got to the semifinals, they had that loss. And realistically, in terms of experience, um, they're the most experienced team left in that playoff bracket. Yeah. They're the only team left in that playoff bracket who's you know, has that semifinal and championship game experience. So they're one of the teams to beat in that 5A bracket. They're my team to beat. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I do think I will be at Sunrise Mountain for that one tomorrow night. So I look forward to that. That'll yeah, the, the thing is they – and they were good enough to have won championships. They just happened to run into – an unstoppable millennium team that pumped right. out division one talent for several years in a row. Right. Um, and is still, is obviously just beat Seton Catholic tonight. Um, yep. We're going to talk about that for the women's too. open, but yeah. So it's like, it's not as if sunrise mountain um, was a failure at those seasons either. They played, they right. just happened to run into a really, really terrific team in some of those postseasons. Jacob, your pick for four and girls. I mean, I have mesquite. I don't know how you feel. Uh, I've been torn on this uh, since the bracket came out. I'll be honest. I think who I think it'll be Deer Valley Flagstaff in that semifinal. Whomever mm-hmm. wins that game, I think they'll win the title. They'll take the title. I, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, that Mesquite team's really good, but I just like those two a little bit more from what I've seen. And then in five A, I got Sunrise Mountain. Sunrise Mountain, Eric, four A. You don't have to. I'm just throwing so- it out there. The the reason I'm not certain exactly what to think about Flagstaff because the one team in 4A that's still left that they've lost to is Mesquite. Um, they lost early in the season with um, their top guard out, but they got beat pretty big. Um, Sage Begay is one of their best players, probably their, their best scoring guard. Um, and now she's back and relatively healthy. And so that makes a difference, but you know, it's, they've been playing, they've run through their region, 12 straight wins in the region and kind of easy games. And then they ran through, um, the first round and even the first round of, um, the open. So it's going to be a different thing, a different test, um, when they play, uh, Post and Butte and Deer Valley, as it's it really is an actual elimination game now. So yeah. I I was I don't want to make a prediction there just yet because I don't know how they're going to respond to a game like that. Gotcha. 
Um, five A. I'm gonna. I think. I think I agree with Jacob. I think Sunrise Mountain has the experience. I would not be surprised to see them face Canyon View though, and have it be a close game. I could see that too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Sunrise Mountain will take it though. I think Sunrise Mountain gets it this year. Um, six A. Looking at the quarterfinal matchups, these games we played on Tuesday as well. Uh, Boulder Creek Hamilton, the one seed, Valley Vista versus Mesa, Mountain Ridge Dobson, Gilbert Sander Day O'Connor. Any thoughts, Jacob? Start with you. Um, I'm very interested in that Mountain Ridge Dobson matchup because I yeah. felt like Dobson was a little underseeded in the open division bracket simply mm-hmm. because they played a tougher schedule. They're one of the better teams. Now, I do think the three seed is the is the right seed for them because I just think they're below that O'Connor Hamilton level. But I'm interested in seeing how Mountain Ridge uh, plays in another uh, playoff game on the road in a tough environment. The road has not been well for the Mountain Lions at all this season. That's where they've struggled the most. So I'm interested to see if Dobson comes out and throws that early punch, if they're able to respond. Because if not, it's it may not go well for Mountain Ridge. I think in terms of matchups, that excites me. Valley Vista Mesa excites me a little bit. Oh, yeah. Winner, though. It's really hard for me to not pick Hamilton again. I say again, but like Hamilton is just, it's a really, really good program. It's a really good program. I know O'Connor's really good too, though. So those two would be make for a really exciting game, which is what we need because it's at 10 a.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, something to wake us up a little bit. Huh? Yeah. Hey, hey so. but that's perfect for you. That's right after the radio show. That's the perfect way to oh, get the listen. You, you, you better believe the second I walk in there for that show, my backpack is going on the middle seat at half court. And man, no one better touch it, or else we're throwing man, hands. I'm getting there the earliest they let people in, the earliest they let yeah. me in, which I think is like an hour before the game. So, I think it is an hour. Media might yes. be a little bit earlier, but you can come watch the show. We'll be right there on the floor. Oh, not like the, not the court, yeah. but like right off of it. Oh, so. you know I got to show love. You know I got to. Yeah. So uh, before we get to the open girls, let's quickly move over to the boys conference bracket. So 2A state championship. We're into the semifinals. Highland Prep, Phoenix Christian, Pima, Arizona Lutheran. Pima, once again, a dominant team. I mean, it seems like basketball for Pima is always pretty good. Football, too, usually. Um, quarterfinals for 3A boys, Gilbert Christian, Valley Christian, Holbrook, Yuma Catholic, Monument Valley Coolidge, ALA Ironwood, Fountain Hills. Now, selfishly, I really want to see Coolidge and Valley Christian meet up because Coolidge beat yes. the Trojans, and they were without Luke Shaw. But Valley Christian won last year over Coolidge in the title game, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Valley Christian yep. Coolidge. Yeah, it was that so, good, that fun comeback in the second half by them. That's right. That's right. So Valley Christian, I got to see them in the in the flag high tournament this year with those pants. And with don't get me started. Those <laughs> sucked. Um, their warm up pants sucked. They looked stupid. They looked like jail pants. Um, but great team. Um, Coach Hagsma runs a great program there. And though the team ball they play, um, they've got size, but they it, their system is just so great. Um, and they defend really well and everything. It's it's a perfect formula for being a really solid team in that yeah. conference. Jacob? Yeah. Um, 
selfishly, I agree. I want that Valley Christian Coolidge game for the title game just because talent-wise, those I feel like those two programs are the best in terms of what they can bring into that state title game. But I'll say this. Don't sleep on Gilbert Christian. One of the no. They're a ninth seed, but they are a tough ninth seed. Um, uh, Fountain Hills, they're the two seed, but – they, they definitely could knock off Coolidge in that semifinal matchup and give, I think, what also would be a good title game, Fountain Hills, Valley Christian, um, and Holbrook as that five seed. From everything I've heard from people who you know, cover small uh, small school basketball, they say that Holbrook team is really dangerous. So I, I feel like this is going to be a fun end to the 3A season with the, yeah. what we got going on here. Moving on to 4A, um, these we played Wednesday. So Deer Valley versus Ailey Gilbert North, the top seed. Mesquite Prescott, Cactus, Bradshaw Mountain, Dysart, and Peoria. Ailey Gilbert North and Peoria would make for an outstanding title game. <laughs> or even Bradshaw Mountain and Ailey Gilbert. I, I mean, I will... Part of me wants to see that Peoria ALA Gilbert North rematch because when they first yeah. played at the beginning of January, Andrew Camacho for Peoria was out still mm-hmm. uh, with the broken hands, and he's one of the best players in the state, regardless of conference. So, him versus Dylan Novak—that's must-see TV if that happens. Um, I'll say this though: I uh, before the postseason started, or once the four A bracket got released, I should say. I had Prescott coming out of that top half of that bracket. Uriah Tennant, that uh, sophomore point guard in Zangle, the seven-foot big man for Prescott. No, in terms of entertainment, no, imagine some upsets happening. You get Zangle, seven-foot, versus Brady Hennick of Cactus, who's also seven-foot. That is that is a big man's dream right there. Just <laughs> yeah, posting have- all game long. I yeah. have seen Prescott a few times because they played in the in the region of the teams I cover heavily. They're great. I think that they could – you mentioned Gall is really like that 6'11", 7-foot type player, not just a max prep, 6'11", 7-foot. Um, he's huge, and he's still – I think he's a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken, or a yeah. junior. And so he's still coming into his own as a player. Um, and uh, you know, there are times where I've seen him kind of not be as aggressive, but when he's putting his head down and really playing and, and dominating the post, I, I have a hard time seeing anybody beat them, but, um, if you can even handle him a little bit, then they've got, you know, some great guard play. So that Prescott team is definitely dangerous. Um, but I think the Peoria is the team to beat in that conference. You mentioned Andrew Camacho. I mean, he played. Mm -hmm. He was a starter in the 4A title game his freshman year, and now was a senior playing with that team. Um, and it's just it, it, all the cards are there for that team to make a run. Yeah. yeah. 5A quarterfinals being played Wednesday. Cienega Campo Verde, the top seed. Centennial Canyon View, Sunrise Mountain, North Canyon, Horizon Millennium. Um, This one's tough. For me personally, because I could definitely see Millennium and Centennial meeting in like a 2-5 matchup. Uh, Campo Verde has had a great season. They're a great team. 
I just I've seen the Centennial team. And I just think they're they might be a little bit too physical for the for the Coyotes if they were making they have to make it past Canyon View first. But the Coyotes are too physical for the Coyotes, in my opinion. Man, and uh, there's a lot of storylines in that Centennial Canyon View matchup, and so it makes a fun one. Randy Lavender, head yep. coach at Centennial, uh, won the state championship, and then went over to Canyon View. Um, has done a heck of a job over there. Uh, it's a little, uh, there is a little, uh, little, uh, tension there between there's the some blood and yeah. all in the coaching staff, like Canyon View. I mean, they literally met, I think it was first or second game of section seven, and it felt like a playoff game in the middle of June for crying out loud. Yeah. So that game is going to be a war on Wednesday night. I, I think Richard said he'll be out there, so I know that one will be a fun one. Sunrise Mountain, that 11th seed, I that that is a tough draw to have Millennium in the semifinals. But if there's any low seed that I think that can make a run, it's that Sunrise Mountain team. Yeah. Carter Gins, one of the best players in the state. Absolutely. I would like to see Campo Verde make a run, um, selfishly because he's going to be playing for NAU next year. Uh, oh, Isaiah, uh, Kai. Isaiah Kai. Yeah. yeah, so I'd like to see how he does on that big stage before he gets yeah. to uh, before he gets to Flagstaff. Um, Higley, Higley gave them a game. They did. Know. They did. They really. Yeah, did. I, I don't we think it's think an about easy it, draw at all. But no, because I, you're you're playing a region rival. You're playing a team that's right down the street from you. Like you've already seen them twice this year. Like, and this Higley team. They like they're they were good. They're better than a 16 seed, in my opinion. So, oh, yeah. yeah. You know who else me. was? You know who else was better than their seed? Hmm. Mountain Point. They they got they got a bad draw with that 12 seed, and they they get they gave Centennial everything that they could handle. They just ran out of gas in overtime. They, I, I think they fouled late when they could have potentially let the clock go and get like seven seconds between game clock shot clock seven seconds is still tough though like no no, no it 100 is and if you think about it i mean i i think joseph Lindsay didn't have a great game but he's only a freshman so like yeah you know but that mountain point team is gonna be fine they they got some transfers in there's some young transfers yes they lose the price brother or not brothers but they lose the price um cousins i should say uh but they do keep amos moose who they all say is actually the better of the three so we'll see what happens six a quarterfinals this is being played on uh wednesday as well gilbert highland i'm going to come back to that one mountain view mesa versus pinnacle mesa versus boulder creek and caesar chavez and brophy prep <clears throat> here's the thing the second i saw that highland and gilbert were meeting i immediately thought of these uniforms i would see when i was at highland high school as a student they were teal and they said Highland, but along the edging of like the sleeves, black and gold trim. I don't know if they ever wore them like for like a rivalry game or if they're ever like produced in mass or whatever. But I was trying so hard to find a picture because I was going to post it and be like, if there's a Gilbert version of this, like white or gold or black or whatever with like the black and teal. Break them out. I don't care if they're made by Russell or FUBU. But bring them out because that would be super, super cool. But I couldn't find a picture of them. I don't know. I It's like, I don't know if they even exist anymore. But I remember vividly. I can't remember. Maybe a restaurant had it. 
but I can't. Yeah, but it was super cool. I thought that'd be so fun to have like a a special uniform thing. But then again, NFHS would probably put the kibosh on it. So my so obviously I'm not as educated on I know the on their rivalry or anything like that. Yeah. I'm assuming these are their they are the, each other's main rival. I don't know if no or as Highlands. So, so because Gilbert's been in five A for so long, they yeah. really haven't been. But Gilbert's back up in six A this year. Yeah. So that's Holy they have they really haven't been. Remember, because Gilbert was in five A last year for the ta- championship. Yeah, I just kind of figured it would be like one of those you know district no. rivals type of deal. I don't is even then, know if they. I don't even know if they played last year. Then who is then who would be a uh, Highlands' biggest rival? Then you think. Desert Ridge? Now, probably Desert Ridge. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then Gilbert probably for a long time was what? Mesquite. Campo or Miski? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Campo. Um I know I know Highland yeah. and Campo sort of have a little uh, little beef going on from the earlier this year. I know yeah. I know about that. But Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Like when one. I like when I was in high school, Gilbert was in the same conference as us, so it was always Highland Gilbert. But as of late, it hasn't been. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is that game for being a nine-one is is going to be a battle. Um, yes. Jake Osario is um, uh, uh, honestly, I wouldn't say underrated because people love him as a coach, but he does a great job there. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that either one of those teams could win that game. Yeah. Mountain View Pinnacle is going to be interesting because Mountain View's got some size, but is it Deuce Robinson stoppable size or Bryce Ford stoppable size? Bryce Ford and Brig Wolf is going to be so much fun. <laughs> That's going to be a good matchup. That's pure um, bucket getting right there. Yeah. Mesa and Boulder Creek, Coda Benson. And then that Boulder Creek team that just basically rains down three pointers on you like no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then Cesar Chavez can can the champions pull off an upset over Brophy? If, kind if, of if Lex Klontz, if Lex Klontz, the sophomore, does what he did against O'Connor against Brophy, Chavez can beat Brophy. Yeah. Now I'm taking Brophy in that matchup, but if Lex Klontz has another thirty point explosion forces the other team into foul trouble because he likes to get to the line, that that could be a tougher game for Brophy than they may be ready for. I think Highland moves on over Gilbert. I think Pinnacle moves on, but I think we see Pinnacle Brophy in the championship. Yeah. To be I honest. think that's kind of the consensus in that conference. Um, Pinnacle is it has just been a monster this year at times. Yeah. Um it, the athleticism on that team is off the chart. So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. If, if um, Boulder Creek was healthy, I'd take Boulder Creek, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the open division. The girl side of things. As Eric mentioned, Millennium took down Seton uh Seton Catholic today, 44-42. That game was postponed because of a very unfortunate situation with Millennium. Um, and obviously prayers out to them in that community. Millennium Perry. At Gilbert High School, that is on Thursday, and Xavier and Desert Vista at Mountain Point High School. That's also on Thursday. You guys know where I'm going to be. 
you guys yeah. know exactly where I'm going to be. I do. Yeah. Mostly because it's right down the street from my house. So, yeah. That would do um, it. No, I I can. I saw Xavier versus Desert Vista the first time around, and Xavier was missing a few girls. I think they're still down one of their best players. But if anyone is going to beat Desert Vista, it's one of these three teams. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't think anyone will beat Desert Vista, but still, it'll be a good game. So, I'm taking the Thunder still. You've had them since the beginning of the year. I've had them since Section 7. Yeah. When I saw them at Section 7, I said, this team stays together. They're not losing. So I'll ride with you then. Cool. Jacob, I know you like Millennium, and I know you like Perry. Yeah, I said I said uh, back in August on a podcast that Perry would win the open division. I can't switch up now. So I, I got to ride Perry to the end. But I feel confident in either Millennium or Perry. Whoever wins that game, I think, wins the open division. I really – I would just... love to see Perry – just because I want to see Camille Pierre versus Jersey Robinson. Oh my goodness. That is that is would be one of the most beautiful basketball games to watch all year. Yeah. The way that those two coaches coach their teams, Camille versus Jersey, you have Shea versus Jay Cow. Mm-hmm. All oh my god. That is must see TV. And that it's Perry live Millennium on TV. game itself is going to be fantastic. Yeah, it is. All the talent well, there. I, I, this is this is the fun part about the open division is the fact that these semifinal matchups are all are at least these two semifinal matchups are amazing, beautiful. Yep. And you can't go wrong with whatever pairing the championship game is. It's gonna be great basketball. Yeah, it really is. The boys. Who the boys? <laughs> the how we have the house twins versus Cody Will we we have the House Twins versus the Twin Towers in Cody Williams and Koa Pete. We have a pair of freshmen in Mason McGee and Elijah Severance Livingston against other freshmen for Sunny Slope. Ryder Portella and John Mattingly. I am excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> part of me wishes that these games were at VMC. Mm-hmm. Just so I could like go to one setting and see both. But Friday night, I'll be at Highland. Perry Desert Mountain. Wow. I mean, look, I'll be honest. It's going to take probably a 40-point performance from Caden House and maybe a 20 or 25 from Kalik in order for, in my opinion, Desert Mountain to get the win. Which is what they did to Ironwood. That's what I'm saying. It's not yes. out of the realm of possibilities. But I even today in class with my students, they were asking me, like, how good is Perry? And I go, well, let me just pull this up. And I pulled up the Koa Pete highlights against Basha. We got five seconds in and they saw the dunk. And they were like, okay, we're convinced. I I just don't know how you stop him. You can't. And like, look, Caden and Kalik are great. Don't get me wrong. That whole Desert Mountain team is great. I mean, you can put um, Tony Cumberland on him, big body versus big body. Koa Pete's still winning all those matchups. Yeah. So, like, yeah, how do you top you're it? You're probably right. 
How do you stop him? Basha couldn't. Basha played him close the second time. Sunny Slope, from what it looked like, they don't have the size to stop him either. How do you stop Perry? Um, you pray to God. You pray. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. Okay. You no, literally. Miss. No, I, I mean, I mean, like this Perry team at this point, regardless of if they lose, whether it's on Friday night or next Saturday. It is one of the biggest upsets in Arizona high school basketball history at this point, yeah. simply because you, you go back and look at what they did to Pinnacle once uh, once they were like, oh, we got we get a chance to get our get back? Here, we'll beat you by 50. Oh, Liberty is supposed to be the team that can play close with us. We'll give you a chance, and then we're going to step on your neck and outscore you by almost 30 in the second half. You know what Perry did that game? They played with their food before they ate it. They sat there and toyed with Liberty and said, yep, we're going to let you stick around. And then boom, done. And that Liberty it's, team is very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's when you're just, talking about margins of victory in the second round and quarterfinals of the best state championship bracket, one of the best in the country, and you're winning by 50 and 29 sorry 53 and 29 yeah that's insane that's a lot of points that's a what 80 what is that 83 19 19 19 i'm sorry they didn't get beat that bad they didn't get beat that bad 19 sorry (laughs) i 19 sorry but still we're talking about what is that uh 71 point differential between the two games right yeah so th- that's what thirty-five and a half points per per game you're winning by. That's unheard of. Yeah, that, that's at that point that's just disrespectful. Yeah, and I mean this. The thing is, this is what the open was made for to see if a team like that can be beat. Um, and you know we'll see. The the team that I keep thinking about. Perry versus the Alex Borsello, Corona del Sol Sol with Saban and also with Saban Lee and also the Shadow Mountain teams with Javon Blackshear. And um, you know who else was on those Corona del Sol teams too? Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry. Oh, yeah. Andrews Pete was on those teams. Yep. And he's a six foot eight tackle in the NFL now. Yeah. I mean, those were some of the best teams ever, ever. And we haven't even gotten to some of those St. Mary's teams. Yeah. So, like, where does Perry stack up between those? If Perry finishes this off and it's convincing, I mean, obviously, I wasn't, you know, doing what I was doing. I wasn't even in Arizona during those. Corona, that Corona run or anything like that. From the time I've been out here, which is now what nine years or so, eight nine years, they're the best team I've I've seen play high school basketball. And I grew up watching some of those great Chicago Simeon teams with, mm-hmm. or Whitney Youngs with Anthony Davis, and uh, I like those type of guys. That they, they they would be the best. Yeah, and and I it's think- it's not even just talent carrying them. Sam Duane Jr. is one of the best coaches, just period. 
Well, it's funny because he coached this team and then coached the Corona teams. Yep. So like, but that St. Mary's team, I mean, it had who like Channing Fry was on those teams, right? If I'm not mistaken. Channing Fry, uh, what? Jared Bayless. Jared Bayless, yeah. So like, I don't know, man. I so the first where, where was, high school. Where was Bibby at? at? Sorry, sorry, real quick. Where was Bibby at? Shadow Mountain. No, no, no. He Mike played Bibby. at Shadow Mountain. Older Bibby? The, the uh, Mike Bibby played in the league, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was at Shadow Mountain. I know his son was. Yeah, no, nah, he, he played at Shadow Mountain during those uh those 90s teams with Jerry Connor Got as it. the coach. That's right, okay. So I was a right, student ahead, at ASU, and um, the, the person who had Zach's job several years before him, Jason Skoda, um, was getting some freelance stories from some of us ASU students. And he's like, Hey, we have this basketball game. Can someone go cover it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go do it. Um, I hadn't watched a high school basketball game since I was in high school, you know, seven years or whatever before. Um, And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to expect. And I go and it's Corona del Sol in the state quarterfinals and it's Barcelo and Saban Lee and Dale and Terry and those guys and I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And people are like, oh, they're good. And I'm like, oh, this is quite a bit better high school basketball than what I remember watching growing yeah. up. Like, you know, the the team at my school was just like a pretty run-of-the-mill uh, average Minnesota team. Um, yeah. But then you've got two guys that, you know, high-level prospects, two guys that are now in the NBA um, from that team. It was High school basketball has grown a lot in this state. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe Andrews wasn't on that team now. That I think about it. Andrews was older than that, right? Yeah. Maybe. He had to be. Because Andrews graduated with me in 12. So yeah, he was older. But even with Andrews Pete there and Avery Moss, Avery Moss went to I think he went to Kansas to play defensive end and played for the Giants for a little bit. Like they had two future NFL football players on their basketball team. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm excited. They, these are going to be good games in the open. This is what it was made for to get good basketball like this. So yeah, but um, I say we wrap it up guys. Jacob, that's appreciate good. you jumping on and saving us, even though what's the best Eric thing you ate in the last week, Jacob. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, Ooh. ooh. It always comes up on you, even though we've been doing it for a hundred episodes or whatever. Yeah, I don't I know why. Forget. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It's something I eat, not all the time, but took my. I had to take my little sister to her soccer game yesterday, and on my way home, I drove past Canes. I had to stop and get Canes. I had Cold to. Toast? No, no slaw extra toast. What are we doing? What, what, are we doing? what position does your sister play? Uh, well, she's like five, so it's just oh. whoever has the ball going kicking. Yeah, she's five, so, so she just... she plays she plays the soccer position. Yeah, she plays the there's the ball. I'll just go run at it. Yeah, fair That's, enough. Yeah, yeah. So nice. yeah, just Kane's hit different yesterday. Probably because I'm not allowed to have it after Wednesday, starting Wednesday, I should say. Why is that? Lent, Lent. Oh, yeah. I like it. No Canes for me at the title games either. Dang. Ooh. You better hope they cater something else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, um, I'll go. So Saturday, 
played a football game, uh, beat my old team, who was in first place at the time. Actually, they're still in first place. Apparently, head-to-head doesn't matter in this league, but whatever. That's besides the point. Starving. I think I had, yeah, I had a, uh, I made an egg sandwich after the after I went to the Hall of Fame thing when I got home. So I just had an egg sandwich, one egg, just something light, you know, because I can't really eat before games much anyway. But on the way home, my buddy and I drove by it and we said, let's do it. What a burger. Oh, my goodness. Spicy ketchup to die for. Spicy ketchup's good. Yeah, Only so. ketchup I'll eat. So patty melt, amazing. Put me in a coma. <laughs> I got to tell you guys about a condiment in Utah. We were talking about the all-star game there. I'm they really afraid of the direction stores. this is going. No, it's not bad. Oh, okay. It's not bad. It's They call it fry sauce. Oh, yeah. I fry sauce, it, yeah. Does it, it Dave's is, Hot Chicken have it? I don't know. I've never eaten Dave's Hot I think hot Dave's Hot Chicken has fry sauce. But I used so to it, have to make that at work all the time. Yeah, so oh, yeah, they, I think too. they invented it because they sell it like in grocery stores and stuff, and everybody eats fry sauce on everything there. Isn't it just Thousand It's Island? ketchup and mayo. It's so literally, yeah. Islands. It's ketchup, mayo, and pickle juice in some yeah. places. Without, yeah. without pickles, so it's Thousand Island. Yeah. Legally, I can't good. say that place. <laughs> it's not good. It's a it's number. Not. It's a number island. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's that, and it's bad, okay. but they love it on everything there. You could find it like in bottles in the grocery store. They love it so much. So that's the best thing you ate in the last week. No, I hate it. I don't eat oh. that. I don't. I don't like mayo. It gives me a stomach ache. Oh. Um. So I didn't eat that. That's why I don't eat coleslaw from um, Cane's either, because it's mostly mayo. Yeah. That's um, the only reason why? And I don't really like coleslaw. That's the um, right answer. Because it's mostly mayo. Um, okay. Cabbage is fine. But the best thing I ate in the last week was some of these inventions have been um, things made out of a lack of food because a few days within the last week we had such bad snow um, that I couldn't go to the grocery store and I couldn't get stuff delivered. So I had to make up what I had in my pantry and I ate something I haven't had since kindergarten Ritz crackers with peanut butter. And I took little, the, the bar pretzels, the little skinny ones. And just for fun, I was just going to eat them, but I put the, the little, uh, skinny pretzels as legs and I made like a spider sandwich out of a Ritz and peanut butter and pretzels and I had a little spider and I put two M&Ms on the top and gave it little eyes so that was the best thing I ate in the last week you've got to be kidding me it's, it's better than <laughs> what happened the last time I was on here and we what got was a the 30 last time? minute we got a 30-minute rant about peanut butter the last time I was Oh, on. that's right. It's oh, I, start, I realized the other day, a couple weeks ago, that Target, the one Target in town, has the the jumbo, jumbo, Jif um, peanut butter. This thing must be half a gallon of peanut butter. It's so big. Um, and it's, I've bought it's in your pantry, isn't it? Yeah, I have one of them sitting in there right now. 
I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. There's one good kind of peanut butter to buy at the grocery store. One. This man said he made a spider sandwich out of Ritz crackers. I literally overlooked that, and I didn't realize how it sounded until the end. Now, did you play? Dude, it, it was or? good. Like, I did promise. you like move it around? Did I move it around? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it moved around in my stomach. Did you like <laughs> ate it? it? Like, what? What's the point of making it a spider if you're not going to like move I'm it around? Me. Because like. Because I'm strange. I could just imagine I could just imagine Eric taking a bite out of it and then moving around like the itsy bitsy spider, just moving yeah. before he takes a no, bite. I can I can imagine him putting it on the counter, waiting for his fiance to get home, and she being, What is that? and be like, Don't worry, I'll save you from the spider, and then shove it in his mouth. About a year ago, I bought a bunch of plastic snakes um, just to, like, put around the house and scare her. Be like, ah, snake! And she'd be like, that's not a real snake. That's the same snake you've been showing me for the last six months. And then, like, an hour later, I'd put it in a different spot and be like, ah, there's a snake in the house! <laughs> so, She's a saint for marrying you. I'm I'm annoying. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping it up. Yeah, uh, Jacob, appreciate you, man, jumping on. Make sure to follow Jacob on Twitter at Jacob always. underscore Saliga. He has more followers than Eric now on Twitter. I know Eric is really upset about that. Uh, make sure to give Eric and I a follow as well as Arizona Varsity. Huh? Oh, you... can I get a plug real quick? Yes. Hey, make sure you guys go subscribe to the forums. Make sure you are at, get on to the forums because I d- released my own personal basketball awards and recognition for 4A, 5A, and 6A today. So go show that some love. Let's hype up these athletes and these coaches. Just wanted to make sure I got that out there, so thank you. Plug what's up, Westside, too. Yeah, what up, Westside? I think that will be either Wednesday night or Thursday night this week. We're still trying to iron it out because I know Richard, he really wanted to get this game story out tonight because – it is a pretty sensitive situation what happened at Millennium. It's a pretty sad one. And those those girls at Millennium, they played their hearts out today. Also, Saturday every day. Subscribe to Jacob's uh, newsletter about college football, basketball, everything, right? Yeah. Got, I got some NFL draft stuff in the works coming out there real you soon. Go. So, there yeah. you go. So, yeah. Make sure to follow Jacob for all man. that. He really is. So... Got a promotion yeah. at work too, so I'm working 45 hours a week, so I'm always busy. At a boy, at a boy. Uh, make sure to follow myself and Eric on Twitter at Human Rights at Zach Elvira, and of course Arizona Varsity at Arizona Varsity and at AZHSFB. Thank you all again for tuning in, Jacob. Once again, appreciate you, man. Glad to have you. We'll probably have you on again, uh, maybe next week. We got to get Lucas Ramirez on here too, so we'll figure that out. Maybe do like a little round table. Bring on the GOAT, Greg Rosenberg as well. But in the meantime, appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you all next week.